Pastor Wade kicked off this series that we're in called Gifted, right? We're unwrapping our spiritual gifts and unwrapping really the greatest gift uh, that God has given us, which is, is Jesus, right? And he talked about how in, in the Christmas season, uh, it can be really easy to focus on all the gifts that we get and that we're giving, right? And I know we all do this. We rank the different gifts that we've gotten and we say, this one is better than this one. And uh, over the years, like this gift was better than the one I got this year. But he reminded us that Jesus is truly the greatest gift that we've ever received. And that because Jesus is the greatest gift, he has also given us spiritual gifts to serve God. All right, that's the recap from last week. Jesus is the greatest gift and he's also given us spiritual gifts to serve God. And so again, Wade talked about Jesus being the greatest gift and what that meant for us. Jesus coming to earth and the eternal implications that has for our eternity and our salvation. And this week, we're gonna unpack the second half of that and we're gonna look at spiritual gifts. Uh, and, And scripture says a lot about spiritual gifts. And specifically in 1 Peter, it's a great verse and we'll touch on that later. But first, I want us to look at what scripture says, what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is on your notes, it's on the screens. So please read this along with me. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses seven through 11. Listen to what this says about spiritual gifts. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So what we see about spiritual gifts, the truth that we see about this in 1 Corinthians right here that Paul says is that spiritual gifts are God-given abilities, right? They're God-given abilities. And these abilities are given to individual believers. They're given to me, but they're not just given on a group basis, right? It says to one person, the gift, this gift is given to another, this gift, right? So the gift isn't just given to everyone. Everyone has different gifts and it is given with the purpose of advancing the gospel, right? So the gifts that you have, they're unique to you. How God is calling you to use your gifts is unique to you you're not gonna necessarily have the same gifts that your friend has. And chances are, you're not going to be called to use the gift in the same way that your friend has been called to use that gift. And there's a lot of spiritual gifts and there's gonna be a list of them up here on the screen. There's a ton of them. And scripture goes through all of them, not just in 1 Corinthians. And some of these gifts, maybe you know what they are. Maybe you've heard of them, but you don't know really what they mean or how you use them, or maybe you've never heard of spiritual gifts or any of these spiritual gifts whatsoever at all, and that's okay. Wherever you're at with your knowledge of spiritual gifts tonight, that's okay, because we're gonna unpack spiritual gifts and what they mean to us, how God has given them to us, 
and the truths that he speaks about those. So tonight, I want us to also look at 1 Peter uh, chapter 4. And we're going to be in verses 10 and 11. And we're really just going to walk verse by verse through 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. Because I think there's three truths that God speaks to us through this scripture about our spiritual gifts. Let's read 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11 together. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. So like I said, there's three truths that I want us to look at tonight that I believe we can see in 1 Peter chapter 4. The first truth that I think we can see through this scripture is that spiritual gifts are given to everyone. Spiritual gifts are given to everyone, and you are included in that. You are included in everyone. Look at the first part of verse 10 again. It says, God has given each of you, each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Now, 1 Corinthians points this out as well, that we're all given these gifts, that everyone has a gift. And the gifts that you have, they were given to you, and they were given to you with a unique purpose to serve God. Catch that. Catch that, that, because that's so important for us to grasp and take a hold of, is that everyone, you included, have a gift to serve a unique purpose. You weren't just given a spiritual gift to sit around and do nothing. You were given a gift with a unique purpose, meaning God has a plan for you in that. And that speaks a lot of hope and encouragement to me. Now, I think a lot of times, though, this can be a difficult um, truth to grasp and take a hold of. The fact that we would be given, that I would be given a, a spiritual gift, a specific gift to serve a unique purpose. And, and I think there's a couple reasons that sometimes we struggle with this truth. And I want to walk through those together because I want to speak truth to the lies that maybe we're believing. The first reason that I think we, we doubt whether or not we have spiritual gifts is simply because we don't know what we're looking for, right? We, we don't know uh, that we have a spiritual gift because we don't even know what spiritual gifts are, right? And, and that's okay, but we, that doesn't negate the fact that God has given us spiritual gifts, right? Our ignorance does not negate God's faithfulness, right? It, it does not negate God's promises, God's giving nature, or we just don't understand what the gifts are. The second reason is I think sometimes we, we don't pause to ask God. We haven't paused. We haven't paused to ask God, God, what have you given me? God, how are you calling me to serve? Right? We go through life and we forget that this even exists. We forget that God has given us his word that is full of his promises, that is full of his instructions, that speaks clearly to us, right? Scripture says that God speaks in a small, still voice. And when we're running through lives at the fast pace that we live them, we can't stop 
and we don't pause and we can't hear that still small voice. And hearing that voice requires us to pause and it requires us to ask and say, God, what do you have for me? It requires us to read his word, to understand spiritual gifts, to understand where he's leading and where he's calling. And the third reason I think we, we don't think we have spiritual gifts is, is because we don't think that we're good enough to be used by God. We don't think we're good enough to be used by God. And I think this one's true for a lot of us. I know I've struggled with this truth. I've struggled with this. I have felt like I didn't have gifts because I wasn't good enough to be used by God. You know, a lot of times I think we let our past mistakes define us. We let our past mistakes define us and say, I'm not good enough. Nathan, you're not good enough to be used by God because you've done this. Because you've lived a life that maybe is not holy enough. And therefore you cannot be used by God. Now, a lot of times I, I think we look at our lives and we think it resembles this jar of dirt. We look at our past and it just looks dirty to us, right? It's filled with bad decisions, mistakes that we regret. And we look back and we say, this is my past. This is who I am. I'm dirty. I can't be used by God. And we forget that God has saved us. That's what Pastor Wade talked about last week, is that God sent the greatest gift of all, Jesus, into this world to save us from this, to save us from our dirt, to save us from our sin and our, our regret and our shame and mistakes. He saved us. And I, I just have to ask myself this question sometimes, if I believe that God can save me, why don't I also believe that he can use me? God saved me so I could be free from this. God saved you so that you could be free from your past. So God can use you. And it's only when we, when we remember this truth, when we remember the truth from last week that we're able to, to get through the dirt and realize that in the dirt, God has given us a gift. God has given us a gift. But we have to be able to see through the dirt. And the only way we see through the dirt is by seeing and believing and knowing the truth that God has saved us, which allows us to be used by God. If you don't take anything else away tonight, I want you to take away that that you've been saved by God, and because of that, you can be used by God. When I was uh, in high school and beginning to feel the call into student ministry, I struggled with this. I, I felt like my past defined me, that I had made bad decisions, and that there was no way that God could use me in student ministry. I, I felt like I was unworthy enough. I felt like I wasn't holy enough. Right? I felt like looking at, at pastors and my youth pastor, like, I just set this standard that I believed that they had lived to their whole life and just thought that, they, you know, they were perfect. But that's not the case. We all have a past. We all have mistakes in our lives because we're all human and we all sin. But God has saved us and wants to use you. The second truth that I think 
we see in 1 Peter chapter 4 about spiritual gifts is that spiritual gifts are meant to serve God and others. Spiritual gifts are meant to serve God and others. We see this in the second part of verse 10 and the second part of verse 11. Here's what it says. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Let me ask you these questions. Right? Do you have a gift? And whatever that gift is, good. Use it. Use your gifts. God has given each of you gifts. You, you should be answering that question. Do you have a gift with, yes, I do. Because you do. And that's the thing is, we have to use it and we have to use it to serve God and serve others. Here's the problem though. Too often we see believers and disciples of Jesus using their spiritual gifts to serve themselves. They use the talents and the gifts that God has given them to bring honor and glory, not to God, but to themselves. They say, hey, look what I can do. Look at how good of an athlete I am. Look at how smart I am. Look, look how talented I am. Look at me. Don't look at God, look at me. Are you a good athlete? Great. Then bring honor and glory to God. Realize who gave you those talents and abilities. Realize who gave you those gifts. Are you a, a, a good dancer, a good musician, a good actor? Whatever you're good at, that's great. But are you using it to bring honor and glory to God? When it comes to our spiritual gifts, we need to recognize where God has gifted us. You need to recognize where God has gifted you. Thank God and then use that to serve others, not serve yourself. We live in a selfish culture that says serve yourself and make your name great. But scripture says that despite what culture would lead us to do, we need to be people who are set apart from the world and seek to not make our own name great, but make the name of the Lord great. And maybe you're someone who makes friends easily. Great. Then serve God and serve others by making friends with someone who struggles making friends. Maybe you're someone who is popular in school. Maybe you've got natural influence with the friends and your peers around you. That's great. God has given you the gift of influence. But are you using that to boost your own popularity? Or are you using that influence to influence people to Christ? It's great that you have influence. Influence them to Christ. Invite them to church. Because chances are, if you use that influence to serve God, you're going to make eternal impacts. Maybe you're academically smart. That's great. Help someone who is not. Man, I would have loved it if someone would have helped me in high school and in college because I was that person who needed someone to come alongside me and help me grasp the concepts. You know, I think a lot of times we can, we can joke about people in culture and society who do this. Two people come to mind when I think about recognizing where God has gifted us, thanking God and serving others. And those two people that just come first to mind are Tim Tebow and Sadie Robertson. Tim Tebow and Sadie Robertson. There's a ton of other people, but these are just two people who have been given incredible platforms of influence. They've been given incredible platforms of influence. 
And they could easily use these platforms to make their name great. But instead, in everything that they say and do, where do they point the attention? They point it all back to God. And what I think is crazy is that as they point the attention to God, God points it back to them and gives them a little piece of the pie too. But they are always quick to first point the attention to Christ and serve others by sharing the gospel. And I know sometimes we laugh and say, oh, you know, like they always take a knee and pray after a touchdown or, or whatever. But let's look at the genuineness of what they're doing. They're recognizing where God has gifted them. They're thanking God and they just ultimately wanna serve others by pointing them to Christ. And that's what you're called to do as a believer with your spiritual gifts. The third truth that I, I think we see in 1 Peter is that spiritual, spiritual gifts require our full effort. Spiritual gifts require our full effort. And this is in the first part of verse 11. It says, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Here's just the bottom line. The bottom line is that you actually have to use your gift. It's crazy. It's mind-blowing. A crazy concept. God has given you a gift, and in order for it to be effective, you have to use it. You have to get in the game. You have to get in the game, right? Like, what good is it if someone was gifted as a runner but never ran? What good would it be? What, what use would they be serving? What good would a singer be if they never sang? Or if an actor never acted? Or, or maybe more challenging for us, what if they didn't use their gifts all the way? What if they were just a, a mediocre athlete? How, who wants a mediocre athlete on their team? I don't know many pro teams who want me on their team. That's just the truth. I'm a mediocre athlete. That's not where God has gifted me. Or, or a somewhat on-key singer, right? Like you want Maria and Mark singing, not me. Because I might be able to sing somewhat on-key, but they can sing on-key. What good is it if you're a subpar actor and you're not that great? How good is that movie gonna be? Or that, that play or performance gonna be? Right, if we don't use our gifts fully, we're not being useful. Let's just face it. And this is where a lot of us are at. We have the gifts and we're A, not using them or B, we're just not willing to use them all the way. There's a line that we've drawn where we've said, I'm not going past this. I'll use it to this point, but beyond that, like, forget it. Count me out. And what we have to understand is we're on a team here. We're all a part of the body of Christ. You should want me. You should hold me to a standard, literally, that I would be a good teammate, that I would use my spiritual gifts to the level that is required, that is expected. And in return, I should expect that of you. That you as believers and you as disciples, you as members of the body of Christ, that you would use your spiritual gifts fully, not halfway or not at all, but fully. 
Because how useful is a follower of Christ that never follows Christ? How useful is a, a Christian who doesn't follow God? How useful is a believer that only goes halfway? How useful is a disciple that never disciples? Let me just ask you this and let this sink in. What if Jesus only went halfway? What if Jesus carrying the cross stopped halfway and said, okay, your turn, you carry the cross? That has eternal impacts. If Jesus on the way carrying the cross stopped and said, Nathan, your turn, you carry the cross, and he never went the full way, then I'm still stuck in my sin. Then I'm not saved. Jesus went the full way. Jesus went the full way for you. And that has, that has eternal impacts for you. That has eternal impacts. And so the question I wanna leave you with is, are you willing to go the full way for Christ? Are you willing to fully use the gifts that God has given you? Because Jesus fully used the gifts that God gave him. And that's how we honor Christ. That's how we honor him is by using our gifts with full effort, full effort. And when we do that, when we fully use our gifts, we make eternal impacts. We make eternal impacts. But using our gifts halfway, it doesn't cut it. It's not useful. It doesn't make an impact. We have to use it with full effort. And as a believer, that's the expectation, is full effort. And Jesus says in the Gospels, specifically in Luke chapter 12, verse 48, to whom much is given, much is expected. And God has given you a lot in the form of spiritual gifts and the talents that he has given you. He's given those to you with an expectation that you're going to use them well and that you're going to use them fully and use them as they were intended. And the expectation is to fully use your gifts to serve others, advance the gospel, and bring glory to God. That's the standard. That's the expectation that's what we're asked to live up to as believers in Christ. That's the expectation. Now, in, in small groups tonight, we're gonna have a chance to unpack your spiritual gifts. And maybe you're in a place where you're like, hey, <laughs> spiritual gifts, like, I don't know what mine are. That's okay. Because you're gonna have a chance tonight to find out what your spiritual gifts are. We have some spiritual gift assessments that we want you to walk through in small groups to, to discover your gifts and gain a better understanding of what they are, what they mean, and how you can use them. Because first of all, you can't use your gifts if, they don't, if you don't know what they are, and you can't use them if you don't know how you're supposed to use them. But I would just encourage you in small groups tonight to take that seriously. It's, it's really easy to jokingly go through it and go through it halfway, but the truth is, is God went all the way for you so go all the way in trying to find out what your gifts are that God has given you and how he would call you to use them. It's one of those things that it, what you put in is what you get out. And so my hope and my prayer, our prayer for you tonight is that you would, put, you would go all in on your spiritual gifts, that you would go all in as a disciple 
in figuring out what your gifts are and how you can use them. Let's pray. Lord, we, we thank you just for the time that we can spend together tonight, Lord, worshiping your name, we're having fun, but we're diving into your word. Lord, we thank you for the truth that you speak to us. Lord, as we're in the Christmas season, Lord, we, we just thank you for your son. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the gift that he was to us and that through that gift, Lord, you brought us salvation. You brought it to us. And Lord, we're so thankful for that because without it, we would be completely lost. We would be hopeless. And Lord, as as Christ went fully to the cross for us, as he used the gifts that you gave him fully, Lord, I pray that you would challenge us and give us the strength and the courage to go all in and fully use the spiritual gifts that you have given us. And Lord, I thank you for the platforms of influence that you've given all of us. Lord, in different areas, I thank you that we don't all have the same gift, but I thank you that we do have gifts that you found us valuable enough to say, hey, I want you to have a part in this. I want you to have gifts to serve a unique purpose. So Lord, I pray that you would just help us discover what those gifts are and how you would call us to fully use those to advance your gospel and build your kingdom. But Lord, I know for some people here tonight, Lord, this just isn't where we're at yet. Or we're not even... We're not even sure about having a relationship with you. And so, Lord, I pray for any student that's in this room tonight, Lord, if they don't have a relationship with you, Lord, I pray that you would speak to them. And if you're that person who says, what I need is that relationship with Christ, I just invite you to pray this prayer with, with me. Something like, Lord, I believe in you. I thank you for your son, Jesus, who you sent into the world to die on the cross to save me of my sin. I believe that he rose from the grave and defeated death so that I could live in eternity with you. Lord, speak to me and come into my life. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live a life for you. Lord, speak to us tonight in small groups challenge us and help us to live lives fully for you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.